0: Welcome back to episode two of Pirate Talk Radio, and we're going to dive into the latest update, the June content update, The Haunted Shores, today, and discuss all the bits from story to um, the Emporium to, just like we did last time, our top five good things and bad things. My name is Davram.
1: And I'm Dudley Wolfie.
0: And how are you doing? I've, uh, I know neither of us have had a lot of time to play this update as it just launched what four days ago, three days ago. So I know neither of us have had a lot of time to play it, um, but we both played it in Insider. Um, it's changed a little bit from from the pre um, live. Um, but let's let's talk about it. I know you and I sailed a little bit yesterday. <clears throat> didn't do the Flameheart Heart event itself. But uh, we did uh, do a couple of the ghost ship events. So let's start there with the new event. Um, so there's uh, new events here as far as forts, fleets and now Flame Hearts. So we've got the Triple F, and then you've got voyages from both Duke and you have voyages from the Order of Souls to spawn ghost ships um, out in the world, and so uh, to, to go do them. So let's start with the, the voyages. So we both took part in these yesterday. What do you think about these? How do you feel about them?
1: Um, I actually am glad that they put in emissaries as well as the event because you would not be able to complete it otherwise. They're relatively easy, so if you have like newer players who are unable to successfully defeat the f- actual event, because it's rather hard, um, they can at least go and get the commendations done with the voyages from the Order of Souls. As well as from Duke.
0: Yeah, and the Duke one is, I believe it's it's free right now. You can get it for zero gold, no doubloons, um, and it's it's kind of like your your first level or first introduction to this event. So it's a, the easier one than the the Order of Souls one's a slightly harder, depending on your your rank with them, uh, and then of course the Flameheart event is the is the big one. Um, now what I will say on the accommodations piece is you need to be able to turn in, I believe it's 50, um, captain skulls to get a set of sails and you need to, I believe the other one is, um, 500 ghost ships, uh, kill, I think, um, to get the other set of sails. Yeah. I'd have to check that, but I think that's the, the math on those, ship um, sinks. ship sinks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ship sinks. So. A lot of cool accommodations. Definitely a as far as for us completionists and us accommodation uh, people, definitely something that's going to give us quite a bit of time as far as accommodations to work on. Because there are accommodations for the Flameheart event, so we have to wait till those are up. They're in the cycle with the forts and the fleets, um, but it also allows us to get those uh, Captain Skulls and you know order of Souls Voyages completed miles and stuff like that. So definitely i would say probably months of content um just with these couple accommodations would you would you agree with that
1: yes i don't think that it's going to be like a grinded out type of a deal
0: yeah definitely Unless something
1: what we saw today in our video does prove true
0: yeah yeah well that's true that's true we'll 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 talk about what we just witnessed on a stream um that may allow for a little bit of grinding um until either Rare listens to this, they're not going to, um, and changes it. So let's talk about the Flame Heart event real quick. So I know you haven't got to do it live, but we did just watch it done. Um, I have got to do it um, once. So you love lore, I love lore, um, and I'm really feeling like this event is leading us from Seabound Soul, from Heart of Fire and is starting to take us to the next series of Tall Tales, or Large Tall Tale. I don't think the Flameheart series is going to be ended with one more Tall Tale. I think we're going to get several more Tall Tales out of this. Um, Obviously, there's the big discussion out there about Flameheart Jr. versus Sr., and I'm not going to get into that today because, holy crap. But um, this event specifically, um, just to give everyone who might not have seen it or have done it, the Fort Clouds are the skulls, the Fleet Clouds are the the ships, and Flameheart is a giant red Flameheart skull in the sky. And it's, it's, it's over an island, and as you approach it, he will start to talk to you, and his ships will start to spawn. So what do you think about this event? Um, obviously, I know you talked about the Duke and the voyages to allow people to practice, especially newer players. What do you feel about this Flameheart event? especially for a newer player out there who might see this skull in the sky and be like, oh, I'm going to go to it. What do they have in store for him?
1: Careful, it's a trap.
0: <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding.
1: <laughs> but, no, I think that this event is very great for the more experienced players because it's really difficult. It is a lot more It's more difficult than actually going into arena at times. And if you were to go into arena right now, you will have those sweaty people. You will find those people. But the ghost ships are there. They throw out many cannonballs. They put a lot of holes in your ship. So you have to learn how to make sure that your ship's okay, not just, oh, let me sink this ship and then go down and check. No, like you sometimes have to stop mid-fight to go make sure that your ship's okay or else you're slink. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily experience on a day-to-day basis. It's also going to help people improve with their cannon shots. And I've actually talked about this um, beforehand about taking this update and using it as practice for the NAL because we have those long-range shots that we have to hit. And we've never really had something that can clearly show us if we're hitting. And with the visual visual reactions to the cannonballs hitting the ships, it is clearly getting hit. And you can clearly tell from a distance that you hit the ship. So just having that knowledge of how far away and if you're being successful at making the hit is very, very important in... competitive scene so this ship event is in turn like making me super excited because i can take this information and put it to use in arena
0: yeah so one thing i was talking about on my stream this week um was fundamentals right so we've got games out there call of duty modern warfare overwatch valorant we've got all these shooter games and though the sea of thieves pvp side as far as person versus person combat is very different because you're dealing with ships. You're dealing with moving objects, along with yourself moving, the enemy moving, the ship moving. The way you're dealing with a lot of different things, which plays into the hit reg issues that we've we talked about last week and we'll continue to talk about this week. Um, so you've got a lot of games that that can help you with aim and help you with mouse control and DPI and stuff like that. There aren't games out there that can help you with cannon shots. There aren't games out there that can help you how to manage a ship when you're in duress. And up till now, Sea of Thieves didn't really have an option in there, right? You've got the arena where you can get in there and you can either get dumpstered and have no idea what you're doing. Um or you can spend way too much time repairing and not actually getting your points and stuff. And I, I was talking this week on my stream, fundamentals. This this event teaches you fundamentals when to repair, when to bail, when to let your ship fill with some water while you're shooting. If you're on a galleon, sending one person to repair while the other three are shooting, right? Having a helmsman that knows how to bob and weave and get yourself in good position without taking broadsides. A lot of great naval combat fundamentals can be learned from this event. And if you don't learn them, you're going to know because you're going to get nailed with like seven ships hitting you with a broadside and it doesn't feel good. So I, I love this event just like you do for fundamentals for new players to learn naval combat because what i notice a lot of times with these new players or even players who have been on the seas for a while and see a lot of streamers board and just destroy people on or board tuck. what's that
1: or tucking or tucking
0: like, right there's
1: the, so, like there's so many streamers that are just out there tucking and right. sure it's all great and fun but mm-hmm. like for those new people that come in and that's all they see, that's all they think they should right. be trying to do. Right. And I really wish that it got out there more like exactly what you're saying, the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Like these top streamers have already learned the majority of the fundamentals. Right. I'm not gonna say all of them know all right. of the fundamentals, but like a lot of them do know right. like how to take care of the ship. One needs to stay on. Right. The other person gets the people in position. Like, they already have those rules set.
0: And And, I hear a lot of times from players that go up against galleons, right, and they've got a sloop, and they get upset because they're like, well, you're 4v1. You're in a giant galleon with four cannons, and I'm on a sloop with one, and I'm by myself. I strongly suggest you guys going out and watching solo sloopers, right? There's a lot of good twitchers out there. I, I solo sloop a lot, but I don't get into a lot of PvP. There's a guy out there by Beardageddon. Uh, Captain Falkor does this too. Um, the sloop is a very powerful ship, <clears throat> and you can be very maneuverable, and you can easily sink a galleon, a brig, easily sink them without leaving your boat. You can utilize a default-equipped sloop with that amount of supplies, which is very limited, And you can take down a galleon, and you can take down a a brig. It's hard, but you can do it just by naveling them. And that's what a lot of players don't understand is the power of naval combat in this game. It's not about just tucking. It's not about boarding and killing. Yeah, that's an aspect. But at range, if you can land cannon shots and you can land lower deck shots, you can kill people with cannons, you can dominate the seas never ever having to pull the trigger on your gun. And I think this event, because you can't board and you can't get into that close range because they're ghosts, you can't board them, you can't do anything, it's forcing you to learn cannon shots. It's, lear- it's forcing you to teach you how to maneuver your ship. Um, and it's teaching you, don't get in the broadside. It's teaching you those fundamentals, which is going to improve your skills as a PvP player in naval combat. And that's something that this game has not had in it, where you are forced to play and win via naval only. So anything else that you've got <clears throat> for the Flameheart event itself?
1: Um I do wish that he did not talk as much.
0: <laughs> so
1: I do enjoy voice actors, don't get me wrong. He's what a good vo- voice actor. It's it's amazing. Yep. But it gets kind of tiring after so, a while so it might also just have been who we were watching yeah. right and i think
0: length. i think if you're if you're executing or if you're you're maybe not executing the event perfectly i think the voice lines are enough to keep it entertaining but obviously if you're grinding this and grinding this or you're a person who's still learning and you've and it takes you an hour or two hours to do the event um which it shouldn't take that long, by the way. Uh, it shouldn't take you 30 minutes to do this event if you're, if you're executing it properly. But if you're, if you're learning, right, if you're learning, it might take you more time. Use that time to learn. But the voice lines do get repetitive um, after a while. And to be honest, let, let's be clear. No game has infinite voice lines. If, if you're taking a long time on an event, you're going to get repetitive. So I, I understand. Definitely. Definitely understand. They um,
1: happen less frequent.
0: Could be, yeah, he, he, he talks a lot of shit. He talks a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> now, one thing that we noticed on this stream, and and, we, and just forewarning, we haven't scienced this out ourselves, but we did see this on the stream. So when you get to the boss wave of the Flame Heart event, there are two ships, um, two quote- unquote "flagships that spawn. There's Flameheart's Burning Blade, which has what appears to be almost solid sails with the Burning Heart on them. And then there's the Ashen Dragon, which has the dragon in, in a circle on it. Um, both of them drop loot, right? Not just the storage crates, both of them drop loot. Captain's Chests, um, Ashes of the Damned, and Skulls of the Damned along with Captain Skulls. Now what we noticed was the person we were watching, and again this hasn't been scienced by us, killed all the little ships, and killed the Ashen Dragon. So the only boat on the sea that was left was the Burning Blade. He got the loot of the Ashen Dragon, and another Ashen Dragon spawned. It, it took a little while, but another Ashen Dragon spawned, and he killed it again and got loot. Now, there was no Captain's Skull but th- that we could see, but there were skulls, there were ashes, and there were Captain's chests. So theoretically, again, it hasn't been science, we haven't scienced this out, But from what we observed, you could get all the ghost ships down, leave only the burning Blade up, and theoretically keep getting Ashen Dragons. Again, we haven't tested this, so don't take that for science. Um, I'm sure we'll test it this week. But theoretically, you could get endless loot stacking off that from what we saw. Um, And I don't know about you, as Accommodation Hunter, that excites me. As a player, I hope they change that and fix it.
1: Yeah. Um it's it's just like some of the other bugs that have happened whenever the new patches come out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's something that they don't necessarily foresee and the people who do test these things out burn through it super fast. They're right. not necessarily going to take as long as what we watched. So it could have just been something that was missed. We're not sure yet, but I'm sure probably okay. he's Dabram's gonna test it out tonight. Oh, yeah. maybe. We'll,
0: we'll we'll science it. We'll get some science going <laughs> tonight tonight oh, on yeah. stream. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that to me would be a little exploit on there. and and again, we see it all the time with with updates because honestly, as someone who tests on Insider, that's not even something I would have tested for. It wouldn't yeah. have been something I was testing for. so okay. So let's talk, before we get into um, kind of the the meat and potatoes of the different changes and fixes they made, let's talk about the Emporium. Um, I I had a mixed feeling about the Emporium. So each update, Sea of Thieves releases new emotes, new pets, new ship cosmetics, and I was a little mixed bag feeling on this set of Emporium. So let's first start about the pets, okay? So they introduced three new pets. Um, They're still the same animals as we've had before. So monkey, cat, and bird. Um, And they introduced the gold-cursed version. So if if you follow along with the lore, you do the tall tales. You do tall tale nine, right? And you do it five times and get all the commendations. You get the gold curse, which puts like this gold coating on your skin. What they've done here is they've created pets, which are completely covered in gold and have emeralds on them. They're cute. But I think, they did a, I, I think they overdid it because to me, it doesn't say, say gold curse. It says like gold statue curse or something like that, because it doesn't look like the gold curse that we're used to seeing. They're completely covered in gold, which is not the gold curse. The gold curse is slightly on us, right? So what do you, what do you feel about these pets? I don't know if you've had a chance to look at them, hold them, whatever. What do you feel about them? I mean, they're adorable, but how do you feel about the idea of this gold curse pet thing?
1: I mean, I can understand where they're coming from, from this aspect of making them all gold with the gems in them as well. My statement is is that they're smaller animals. They're smaller than us. So the amount of gold on them could be the same amount of gold that's on us, only Fair. it's more concentrated. Fair. So it could be like that, or they could be one of the reasons why you get a gold curse like in the lore behind this the gold curse comes from people who sought out gold right. always wanting to have gold on them always wanting to have that like
0: money yeah, money money mind 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 money
1: money yeah basically yep. and only the gold hoarders have the key to unlock the chest so to have these animals and these pets that are covered in gold, it kind of ties in with the whole gold curse theme. Like sure. if you're if the person has the gold curse on them and also has the gold curse pet makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Like yeah. I wouldn't expect them to see just a normal tabby cat running around. A Whereas cat. if I see this gold curse running around and the person having gold curse, like, okay, well this kind of ties in with their pirate. It makes sense. So, I think that it does look like a statue, and it's not necessarily a gold curse, but I thoroughly enjoy the idea behind them, and I like the reflectiveness of the gems and the different colors. Now, would I have liked to see other types of gems, too? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, we have the red gems, we have the emeralds, or we have the rubies, emeralds, and sapphires. Right, right. Easily could have used the gems that we have in-game to tie it in with the overall right knowledge and lore of the sea of thieves instead of this and maybe they could have done
0: maybe we could have done with those right so the other pets you can get costumes for right maybe Mm -hmm. these they could do something as far as um gems right if you want to if you want to gold monkey with red gems you could get the the red gem pack and put red gems on them or whatever there or or maybe they could sell costumes that have different embellishments on them not just gems right maybe a coin stuck to its arm or something right yeah Um, so there's definitely things they could do i just didn't like the idea of naming it gold curse when when we already have a gold curse we know what it looks like but I, i like your perspective on the idea of if we're a gold curse pirate and we're going after all these gems, of course, we want a freaking cat that's made all of gold and rubies, right, right you know, or mm-hmm. emeralds. So so the other one that I had, what was that?
1: I hit my knee, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, <laughs> don't hurt yourself, okay? <laughs> don't hurt yourself. No. You're just so excited about these these animals, you're just like, oh, I need it, jumping into your desk. <laughs> so you have the gold curse, right? You're, you're consumed okay. by it. Um, so prior to this update, they did a week long event where you could do a series of, of tasks and unlock bits of the blighted ship set, which is inspired by state of decay. Um, you could get the hall, the sails, and you could get the flag, I believe, right? Hall, sails, Mm -hmm. flag, figurehead, right? You can get four pieces. That was Athena, Gold Hoarders, Order of Souls, and, um, and, uh, Merchant, so the idea of this was it gives you an opportunity to get these ship cosmetics free before they get to the Emporium. Now, I brought this up. I don't remember if it was on the, the. I don't think it was on the last episode of the podcast. I think I brought it up in the, um in just talking on stream. I was hoping that if you unlocked those, when they released the whole ship set with the cannons, the capstan, and the wheel, I was hoping you got a discount, right? You already own some of it. You should get a discount on the bundle. And I believe it was you who said, well, they've never done that before. I don't think they'll do it this time. And I was really holding out that Rare would do the right thing and give us a discount. Guess what? Wolfie was right. They didn't give us a discount, greedy bastards. Um, and you have to pay full price if you want everything, even if you own some of it. So my suggestion but to you... is it's
1: actually cheaper to just buy them
0: individually. Yeah, well, you know. So my suggestion to everyone is if you did unlock and you haven't purchased the rest of the blighted stuff if you have if you did unlock the hall of the sales the figurehead and the flag don't buy the bundle buy the individual pieces you will save quite a bit of ancient coins and money and rare please think about your consumer here and not your bottom line for once i know you're a company i know i know i get it if you're giving your players the opportunity to save money, let them save money on the back end. If they have the items, let them purchase the bundle at a discounted rate. Please. Please.
1: See, that's something that's always bothered me with Sea of Thieves, is how expensive everything is.
0: I mean, Um, have you played Valorant? Let's be honest.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: Like, 70 bucks for, like, five skins?
1: Yeah, but you can upgrade them and stuff. Like yeah, I can know, do but, uh, And they do, like, the wolf emote, and they howl, and, like, okay, I splurged on that, just saying. I didn't. Because, well, it was my birthday, and I okay, wanted wolf fair, stuff. that's fair, that's fair. And I'm a wolf, so... That's
0: <laughs> fair, that's fair, you got the wolf ship set in Sea of Thieves, so okay, I get yeah. it.
1: Yeah, so, like, but, like... I that's that's another complaint that I have about Valorant but we'll save that for another day. Oh yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, we're not,
0: yeah,
1: It's just the price of everything. Yep. Like and the games already what, 40 bucks? Yep. Like Valorant's free.
0: Right. That the yeah, like, that's true.
1: Like Valorant you don't have to pay for the game. Right. You get it for free. Right. So like you don't need those extra skins. You don't need them.
0: Now what if I will you say want to that. To
1: it, you can. Right.
0: Now but. what what I'll say to that is you you know I'm an MMO junkie and I've been an MMO junkie for a while, and I have always defended monthly subscriptions and games, even though people don't like them. I've always defended them, and I'll so and I'll tell you why. And this is going to tie into the Sea of Thieves thing. So if you buy a game, brand new, back in the day it was sixty bucks. I think today it's still like sixty bucks or fifty bucks. You're paying that one time, so the company making this game gets your cost of that game one time, right? They have servers to maintain. They've got new content to develop. So salaries of developers to pay. If everyone pays for the game one time and never pays for anything else ever, the game will die. There won't be new content. There won't be anything because eventually you're not going to have enough new players to sustain your business model. So enter the oh, monthly yeah. subscription, right, for MMOs, which no one ever liked but because they, you know, had to pay money, but they weren't thinking this is how the new content comes out. For Sea of Thieves, you pay forty bucks, you get the game, but after a while that that revenue is gonna dry up. So they're going to have to put something in. Do I think some of their cosmetics and emotes are a little expensive? A hundred percent. But That's it. That's am all I I'm still saying is
1: that it needs to be it needs to be if it... I feel like if you were to make it a little bit more cost friendly, Mm -hmm. you're going to have those kids that play this game Mm -hmm. that are like, dad, look at the ship set. Like, look, can I get it? Like, how much is it? son? like $10. Like, okay, sure. Go ahead. Not how, Hey, look at the ship set. How much is it? $35. Right. Well, that's a little bit expensive. Like that's like a completely another, like it's, literally repurchasing sea of thieves
0: yeah yeah, yeah. you
1: are literally getting a new ship and you're paying for the same price of the
0: game right right. now like
1: that that bothers me
0: as as a person who has regardless if i use it has purchased every ship set since i've played in four months i've definitely definitely fell into that hole but that's beside the point But yeah, no, I agree. I think prices could be brought down, um, brought down a little bit. Um, The other thing that I I wish they would do, and I I know they go through the whole ancient coin system, um, but with the Microsoft Store and now the Steam Store, I wish instead of doing two transactions, one, I buy my ancient coins, two, I use my ancient coins in-game, I wish I could just purchase the freaking item off of the Steam Store or off of the Microsoft store and not have to deal with ancient coins. With that being said, obviously you got ancient skellies to add that currency. I get it. I just wish it was like I could just click on Steam when I'm off at work and I've got my Steam app up and I can just go click. I want this set. It just came out today. Boom. And I have it when I get home instead of I have to buy the ancient coins and I have to go home and log into the game. I don't know. I'm just I'm just rambling and being picky right now. But, no, I agree. Prices should come down. At least a little bit. At least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like,
1: I would say $15 would even be reasonable. For a ship? I and agree. Then, full yeah, ship Yeah, and set. then 20, $20 if you want the special stuff.
0: Agreed. And that should be like, bundled, that, That's right? reasonable.
1: Yeah. That yeah, yeah, bundled. yeah.
0: Like, I, I want the full ship, 15 bucks. Oh, I want the collector extra pieces? Okay, add five more bucks With to it.
1: everything, yeah. And you like, get
0: everything, right? Instead of right now, it's God. you buy the ship set at, like, what, t- twenty five hundred. dollars and then each of the collector pieces are like 800 a piece.
1: 800 yeah, yeah
0: 799.
1: dollars yeah, yeah. So which
0: so, yeah. is $8. Which is $8, correct.
1: $16 for the extra special right, right, moving right. stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think prices should be adjusted, but but again, I'm not I'm not rare's business, right? I don't know I don't know how much their operating costs are. I don't I don't know any of that. I'm sure obviously since they haven't adjusted the prices, they're still making bank. But as someone who is very money-conscious, I do wish they would bring those prices down, bundle things a little bit better.
1: Especially with what's going on economy-wise. Sure,
0: sure, sure. But if you adjust the prices down now and then raise them back up once the economy comes back, people are going to complain. Right. They would have to make the adjustment. Back
1: then, well, well, we didn't have people that actually were forced to come back to the office. That's
0: true, that's true, that's true. Um, So what do you think about the blighted ship? So... When I unlock the bits, because um, I, I unlocked all the bits, I don't like the flag. Um, it 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 doesn't, it's not vibrant like the rest of the ship set. I don't really like the flag. It looks like the American flag and you replace the stars with a skull. I didn't really like the design of the flag. Um, the hull, I could take it or leave it. The sails, I like. Um, the wheel, I like. The cap stand, take it or leave it. Uh, the figurehead i liked um what are your thoughts on this ship set do you think because we talked about the ruby splashtail fish set uh, uh set a little bit but what are your feelings about this shit do you think it was uh it was a uh, uh, a good or a uh, or a bad or just a meh ship set but yeah you don't like it no because you don't like I'm... zombies
1: i know i love zombies fun fact, actually was born in the town where the first zombie film was ever made. Ah! Grew up in a funeral home. My family actually takes care of that same cemetery still because, like, they still run the funeral home in that small town. Like, that is where I'm from. So,
0: since is... you love this ship head, it's all zombies.
1: No. I don't like the colors. No, I like, like the figurehead.
0: Okay. Which one? Do you like the collector's edition or do you like the normal one? I like both. Okay, like both
1: of them are both of them are satisfying to me. Like that doesn't bother me. Um, I do like the sails. I do like the the helm. I hate the colors. Okay, there's so much more that they could have done with it. They're
0: pastel. They're pastel. Like
1: they're not even pastel. They're they're not
0: bright. They're just yeah. They're like mud, right? They they're muddy. They're muddy.
1: Like, like, as an art teacher, like, colors are very important to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this literally looks like they made a ship and then decided to dip it in, like, this gray, nasty clay.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
1: yep. let it dry. Yep. And it has, like, this gray, muted nastiness across it.
0: Yeah. Like, I love I, the
1: I'm not even a green person.
0: I am. See, I'm a green person,
1: but like the wolf ship set.
0: Yeah, very I enjoy vibrant it
1: because cause it has the Celtic knots. It has that. Yep. It has that little bit of brightness mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. and they took the orange that was supposed to be a part of this
0: mm-hmm.
1: and dolled it down yep. so much yep. that it didn't have that pop. That it didn't right. have that little extra flare yep. that most of the other ship sets do. Right. Like, if they would have just kept the color up just a little bit mm-hmm. or instead of making the whole ship haul orange they could have used that muted orange but then use like a more vibrant orange
0: mm-hmm.
1: and tied it in with the hands because like the hands are just there like right. nothing correlates with the ship haul like yeah. i don't think that it was very well tied in together yeah.
0: now um, i, I will say i like the design on the sails because the sails are more of that vibrant orange that i was looking for yes um, especially the collector sales, which are it's it's almost like a black at the bottom where it's charred and you can still see the glowing red like fire on it and then it goes into like a a, a burnt orange into that vibrant orange at the top and the mm-hmm. the images of the hand and the the eagle on it are white, which stand out nicely um, i I agree with you I wish that vibrant orange that was in the sales correlated to the other bits of the ship.
1: Like, even just little pieces of it would just. Mm. Yeah. Like, just doing the railings going up the steps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just doing, like, a little bit of the rim around the holes that go downstairs. Or, like, decking out the captain's quarters just a little bit. Or the trim on, like, the front bow or something. Just something.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm not going to lie, I was just thinking, if they had done the ship instead of that, like, that that muted orange, if they had done the ship in that muted muddy green with the vibrant orange as a highlight, that could have looked cool.
1: That would have looked cool, yeah.
0: Because they've used that muted green before, um, kind of muted green before, in the Barnacle um, ship set, the old, um, oh. that 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 was kind of limited time. They've used that muted green. That was kind of a muted blue, but if they made it a muted green all over the place, deck everything, and then highlighted it with that bright orange stripe on the side, brought the orange out in the the helm, the capstan, and the the flag and the uh, the figurehead, that would have popped a lot better, in my opinion. That would have that would have looked a lot better. So we're yeah. both kind of in agreement. Um, there are bits of the ship that we like. I mean, I'm using the sails myself. I do use the helm because it matches my theme, um, but I'm not set on the helm. That helm might change, um, but the sails are definitely something that I've been using and I, I enjoy the sails. And the, and let's just be clear, the collector's edition ca- or the collector's edition figurehead in this is super cool with the moving hands. It looks mm-hmm. cool. I could I could deal with no flies. Right. It's got the flies buzzing around. I could deal with those being gone and just having Does the moving hands. What, what's that? Does it have a sound with it? No, it doesn't have a sound. I don't okay, believe. Thank God. I don't believe. Um, okay. So the next thing that was added, uh, we get a new series of hide and sneak emotes. Um, again, I was meh on these. Um, they're so let's start with the one that's free that everyone gets. And that is the cannonball hide. And probably the only one that I'll ever use. Um, as playing a chungus character, it's always hard for me to tuck. And this gives me another option to tuck behind barrels and things like that. I really like the cannonball hide. Um the one I didn't like is the the oh, I don't even remember. It's the lay down, kick your leg up hide. Um I think that I think is it's uh, saucy. It's it is. It I think it, it falls more into that like the the paint me like your French women uh pose that you already have, the, the posing pirate um one. It doesn't it doesn't scream hide and sneak to me. It yeah, it doesn't. Not at all. See,
1: I would do it behind like the captain's team.
0: <laughs> well, of course you can do it for the lulls, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You can do it for yeah, the Yeah, no,
1: lulls. no, no, I get it. Like I think I think it's more of something fun for people who stream and tuck often Agreed. with streaming Agree. And I I think it's that let me lay down on the deck but let me kick my leg up this time. Right, <laughs> like, right, let's right. See if anybody let's see
0: if n- anyone notices the leg kick up.
1: And then you'll have like the newbies that just run around right past it. Right. And don't right. even like put yeah. two and two together that there's a leg sticking up <clears> in the middle of the freaking deck.
0: I believe <laughs> they also added a pillar hide, which again, meh. It's it's a meh one. Now the it's one a wall hide. Well, there's a pillar hide and a wall hide. Oh, there's another pillar hide? Yeah, there's another pillar hide in there. Now, the wall hide is intriguing to me. Not as a Chungus character, because I will never be able to execute it because my gut will stick out. But for the skinny characters, um, and I don't know how long this will go before they fix it, but the skinny characters on a ship can put their back up against a wall, do the wall hide, the character actually takes a jump backwards into the hide emote, so, you can actually jump yourself basically into the wall of the ship, right? And a bit, little like your toes will stick out, your chest will stick out a little bit, your face will stick out a little bit. But most of your body is inside the ship. And if you're wearing the tuck clothes and you've got the darker like skin paint and stuff on, you kind of go invisible in a ship um pretty quickly, and no one's really gonna notice it, especially in like the captain's quarters on a galleon where you've got the wardrobe and stuff like that, you can hop yourself into the wall of the ship and, and no one's going to see you. So I don't know if they're going to allow that one to stay where you can jump into the the wall of the ship, Um, but but that that hide emote, I think, along with the cannonball one, is the winners for me on this set. Have you got to try the wall emote yet? The wall hide? No, I have
1: not. I it, bought it, but I never equipped it and tried it your out. Your
0: character is going to disappear. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. Uh, yeah, you're going to like that one. You're going to be like, ooh, I like it." this one. All right. So let's talk about our top five good and bad things uh, about this update. Um, we'll do like we did last time. We'll talk about can good first. Absolutely, you can.
1: Animal Dance Bundle.
0: I didn't want to talk about that. Okay. No, yeah, there is an animal dance bundle. You've got the, what, the squid dance, the shark dance, the parrot dance, the cat dance. Um, yeah. If you're a fan of the baby shark, dude, dude, yeah, the dance is in the game now. So you can baby shark all over people. And the squid <laughs> dance, the squid dance on the chungus is absolutely hilarious. His gut's going, his arms are going. Yeah.
1: Everybody's yeah. wiggling.
0: Every, everything on that chungus is wiggling. Everything. You heard me. I
1: like the squid dance Everything. and the shark dance. Those are my two favorites.
0: Yeah, yeah, those are good. The cat dance is cute. The cat dance is cute. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the squid and the shark for me are the, the two big standard out there. So yeah, you can dance like your pets and animals. I don't know why they call it the squid dance and not the kraken dance. That kind of confused me. That's
1: exactly what I said too. Why was would they confused? call it the squid dance if don't we know. don't have squids?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're going to get squids. Maybe that was their way of saying we're going to get another sort of aquatic threat out there, and it's going to be squids. It's
1: technically, just a gigantic squid.
0: Look, we we don't know. It's only tentacles right now. There's no body. You can't dive yeah, in the water been, like, and see the body. And
1: stuff like squids are supposed to, yeah.
0: have or something. Maybe maybe Anyways. soon, maybe soon, what's going to happen is when you fall in the water and sharks come. Maybe now squids will come and they'll wrap you up and like pull you down. Could you imagine more? Things like sharks biting you in the butt and these, like, grab your leg and pull you under. No, no, thank you. Let's not talk. I'm going to scream if that happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> I already get freaked out when the, the freaking Kraken starts sucking me up. And, yeah, let's not introduce squids. Please, Rare, not squids. Not squids. All right, so let's talk about our top five good things that they did in here. And there's quite a few. There are quite a few things in here. That players have been asking for for quite some time they're not game breaking but quite some time Um, and i think a lot of people are happy with this so number five harpoon retraction speed so the harpoon now retracts quicker so that the player can redeploy it again um yeah it's it's sweet i got to test it obviously um it definitely retracts quicker it's not like an instantaneous retraction right? It still has the animation coming back, but it doesn't max length shoot and then take five hundred years to get back. it's It's pretty pretty quick now. Um, have you got to try out the harpoon a little bit? and what do you how do you yeah. feel about that change? It's not a huge change, but it it is a nice change.
1: Um that's actually it has good and bad things to it. So I enjoy the fact that it comes back faster. I enjoy that it reacts faster. The harpoon's still broken. I completely forgot about this the last time we did it. One of the bad things, they need to fix that. The harpoon breaks and you can't use it to turn like how we used to. Mm -hmm. And it's the most frustrating thing on a galleon whenever you're trying to use that to try and turn and get like the correct angle and it'll grab and then as soon as it hits that corner edge, mm-hmm. it goes, and you snap, and then you ram into the island right. anyways. Yep. So it, it's frustrating. Yep. I, it needs to get fixed. Yep. But I'm excited that the retraction speed's faster because it helps you get the loot onto your ship faster after using someone.
0: Or a player, and you can then shoot them after they get on your board. So I've noticed this a lot with the newer players, right? You know they're swimming towards your ship. They're like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you!" Right? You harpoon them on, and boom, and they're gone. And I can just imagine what their face is like. What the what? How the what? Huh? Like you know, like well,
1: actually had a play the other day like that. Yeah, we were in the NAL, and there was somebody swimming in the water. They were right at their mermaid, and I harpooned them as they were supposedly taking their mermaid. So they like stopped for a split second, not like thinking that we would harpoon them Mm -hmm. onto the boat so they joined the boat and immediately were being attacked and they didn't under like it took them that split moment of wait what's happening right because they thought that they went back to their ship but they were on ours
0: right harpoon them right before the mermaid what the hold Mm up what huh are we look are we under attack no dude you're not even on our ship yeah yeah oh that happened (laughs) yeah so, yeah, harpooner traction to
1: recover What's that? And he, he was able to recover and uh, tried to anchor us, but we oh, you know.
0: caught it. Hey, it's the NAL, okay? You got you to gotta be good. Right? You got to be good. Yeah. Um, number four, good things. Shanty selection menu and new oh. shanties added. So prior to this, you would pull out your instrument and you would randomly put, pick one of the shanties that was be, w- could be played. Um, the only way to change the shanty is stop playing and play a different one. You now have a radial menu. If you pull out an instrument and you hit your, I believe it's the Q button, the radial menu will pop up and it's R to select your cha- shanties. And there are two pages of shanties now, including very popular songs of Stitcher's Sorrow, The Maiden Voyage, um, The Megalodon um, song. We Shall Sail. Uh, we Shall Sail Together. And my personal favorite, the 1812 Overture, which I absolutely love. It's been one of my favorite songs for a long time, and I just haven't found a Galleon crew that will play it while I fire the cannons, because that's what I want to do. So players have been asking for this for a long time, specifically not so much the select, like the selection was big, right? but they wanted the ability to play we shall sail together which is every like that's like one of the most beloved songs of this game it's the main song of the game um without having to go into the pirate uh, the pirate legend hideout because that's the only time you got to play that shanty was to enter the the pirate legend hideout now mind you this version of we shall sail together is much more robust it sounds absolutely gorgeous whoever they got to arrange these 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 new shanties did a fantastic job. They sound brilliant when you have all the, the instruments playing together. Um, but yeah, you can play We Shall Sail together if, and only if, you are a pirate legend. That shanty is locked behind pirate legend status. Oh, it is. Confirmed by the developers in Twitch chat, you have to be a pirate legend in order to play We Shall Sail together. Boom. I'm
1: I'm Just
0: drop that on you.
1: Can they can other people join in in the song?
0: Now? I believe so, because they can I think they can join in on the pirate legend hideout thing too, even if they're not legend. They just can't start it. yeah because i I before I was pirate legend, I joined in on my my buddy who started it, and then I played it along with him. but but yeah, I'm excited about that. i've I've had several crews where we're like the first thing we do is like, oh, let's play a song, you know. It's it's not game breaking, right? But it's it's something fun and we can select things. And there's happy birthday now. You can you can have happy birthday parties and see a thieves now and you can play happy birthday.
1: I'm kind of upset.
0: Why? Oh your birthday just passed. hmm mm-hmm. I didn't get to have mm-hmm. that. Oh well, next But I year. had everybody sing to me and break the entire You Discord. did. You had everyone sing to you on the charity the big charity stream we all did and uh, and we broke Discord. Like Like broke it. Couldn't understand. No, it was broken. It was bad. Destroyed. Destroyed. Number three. We talked about this last week, and we said it needed fixed. And guess what? It's fixed. It got fixed. No more duplicate emissary flags on server merges. Mm -hmm. So, for those of you didn't watch or didn't listen to or watch episode one of this podcast and who have been living under a rock. In Sea of Thieves, prior to this update, if your server got merged and you had an emissary flag on, or another ship had an emissary flag on, that flag would no longer just drop one flag if you sunk or scuttled, it would drop two. If you had two server merges, that flag would drop three, etc., etc., etc. So the Reaper accommodations of collecting and turning in those flags, when you could also turn in your own, Um, was basically, why even have them? They were so easy to do. If you went through a couple server merges, scuttle your ship, turn in five flags, boom, you're done. You know, turn turn in five or, you know, whatever, grade five flags, boom. You've got a huge, massive amount of those accommodations, and they were kind of a joke is what I described it as. So now server merges no longer cause emissary flags to duplicate. So, yay. I know some people out there who probably didn't, like, cheese the accommodation done are very sad now because they can't cheese it. But I'm glad that's I'm glad that's done. I'm glad that's fixed. Yeah. Um, we were actually talking about this before we started recording number two. Oh. Which you I just
1: realized something
0: else. What's that?
1: I I'm looking through the patch notes as well. Oh. We, also oh. the Reaper's Bone emissary. That's Anakin. on the bad things.
0: We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh. It's on number two. Or it's on it's on the. Um, I think it's on there. Did I have it on there? No. I thought I had it on there. Oh no. Yeah, no, yeah. No, number no. five, bad thing. And we'll tell you okay. why it's a bad thing. I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Number two, barrel inventory mouse fix. Now, Wolfie and I were talking about that and she's like, well, what does this have to do? Like, I never noticed it. So, um, if you are a mouse, if if you are not a keyboard warrior, right, Wolfie uses Q and E to switch between barrel and inventory when she's using the 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 barrels on the ship. I use the mouse. Prior to this, if I opened a barrel on the, on the ship, my mouse cursor is automatically selected on the barrel, which means if I'm trying to pull stuff out of the barrel, it's super easy. I just hit F. I pull stuff. If I'm trying to deposit quickly into the barrel, I can't because the, the mouse cursor is automatically selected on the barrel. I have to move my mouse over, click on my side, and then I can deposit. So there's a couple extra seconds. Now I could use Q and E and fix that, and that's fine. But what it should be is the mouse should not have an auto select of the barrel or your inventory. This was identified as a bug and is now fixed. So now if you open a barrel on your ship or you open a rowboat inventory or a barrel on an island, your mouse cursor will be centered and neither the barrel nor your inventory will be auto selected. And that means you can automatically move your mouse left or right and decide if you're depositing or taking. So this is a huge fix for me. Um, obviously for you, Wolfie, it's not that big of a deal. But for me, this is huge. Like, massive. I get so frustrated fumbling with my inventory in the barrel. I know. I could just use <laughs> Q&E. But they, no! They, no, I use my mouse, okay? The mouse is important. So I'm
1: I never, like, whenever
0: I enter a barrel, I never wiggle my mouse. Yeah, I'm ever. all about I'm all, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all about like, the mouse wiggle.
1: I feel like it kind of it kind of also registers itself as well Mm -hmm. but sometimes it doesn't so like i get where that frustration comes from huge because like if i don't have any wood on me Mm -hmm. it automatically knows that i need to pull wood out yeah so i think that them fixing i think this is how they
0: fixed it yes i love it it's good number one
1: nal keep going what nal sorry I didn't have any issues in NAL. Last ah, time, so. ah, well, there you go. That's, that's how I knew.
0: That, that's how you knew it was good, right? <laughs> yeah. You didn't know it happened. You just know something was different and it felt good.
1: Yeah, and it was nice because, like, I always had cannonballs on me whenever I went down to get more cannonballs. Um,
0: that's what I always say about my sex life. I don't know why it was good, but it felt good. Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Number one good things. Not talking about my sex life. Number one, sword <clears throat> combat. It's not the change we wanted, but it's the change we got, and it's a good one. So we're not going to be talking about gun v. sword in this change. That still needs addressed. What we are going to talk about is sword v. sword combat. Scallywag cutlass versus scallywag cutlass. You can now break the three slash combo of an opposing player. Prior to this... If you charged a player and you were a left-click spammer, you would spam your clicks, and it didn't matter if you got hit or you got blocked. You were still going through your combo right into who you were slashing, which brought up the term Sword Vortex because you couldn't stop it. Now, if you slash the opponent who is in the middle of his combat, his combo will be stopped. He will be stunned briefly, and his combat will be stopped. And if you block him during or her, during their combo of of vortex sortingness, it will also stop their combo with a brief stun, Which allows for the sword play I think they've been wanting for a while, which is attack and counterattack, which is how true sword play goes. This if,
1: is how it used to be.
0: This is how this is the way.
1: This is how it used to be.
0: This is the way.
1: Or you could break the combos and stuff and like actually block things right now i haven't gotten a chance to use it because i haven't had much pvp lately oh excuse me lately Mm -hmm. but oh my god this is this is breakthrough
0: as a person who doesn't use the sword a lot and who double guns um this doesn't mean too much to me because i haven't experienced it firsthand However, what I can say is I have watched many streamers over the past couple days who do like the sword and who have commented it feels better and who I've actually been able to see good sword v. sword duels on the deck of a ship with blocking, attacking, and counterattacking, where before it was just you're dead, you're dead. You know, left click, you win. Now I'm seeing really good duels that look nice. You were
1: one second late before. And the other person started their combo before you were
0: done. That. You were done, right? You were just done. So, now as far as sword v gun, um, we're going to talk about that in a minute um, because that still hasn't been fixed. I don't know how they're going to fix it, but it still hasn't been fixed. Along with some gun issues, um, any other good things that you wanted to point out about this patch? Those were my top five.
1: One other good thing: the compass is fixed.
0: Who uses their compass? I just use the map.
1: No, like on the <gasps> ship, the compass on the right. ship was yep. also broken. Yes,
0: since so, the steam like, it was
1: always yep. point north. Yep. So I've had an issue where my helmsman didn't know which way we were freaking facing.
0: Right. So they and had to so, step like, off the helm, means, look at their compass. Yeah, and I had to take it, which is not no.
1: Bad. No, their compass was also pointing oh,
0: north. Their their compass was also like pointing north. Like,
1: all compasses were pointing
0: north. Well, that just means that Flameheart has messed with the magnetic pole of the Sea of Thieves. That's all it means, <laughs> okay. alright? That's all it means. He has yeah, screwed with goodbye. the magnetic poles of the Sea of Thieves. Of that
1: one specific person.
0: Of that one specific <laughs> person. Vendetta. Vendetta.
1: Mm-hmm. But other than that, no, everything else... Okay. I think everything else is relatively good in my book.
0: Top five bad things. Now, when I say bad things, what I say is there are things that we don't feel that the change was a good change, the change wasn't executed properly, or the change did not go far enough to correct a problem. So that's what we say in bad things. Because, to be honest, I haven't really seen too many updates, which is like, oh, this is horrible, this is bad, right? It's just things yeah. that, that, that didn't, in our mind, hit the nail on the head, per se. Number five, and Wolfie, you brought it up already, your own Reaper flag no longer counts towards the Reaper flag count commendations. Now, you're probably wondering, well, Davram, why did you put that in the five bad things? And I'll tell you why. It doesn't go far enough. You should not be able to turn in any of your flags to Reapers and have it count as accommodation. Reapers are about reaping and pillaging other pirates and other ships, not your own. If you sink and turn in your ship flag, or you scuttle and turn in your flag, the Reaper should look at you and laugh because you failed. So, I'm glad they made this change. I just, they needed to go further, and your flag, when it's marked "you," because when you pick up the flag, it says "you." if it's your flag, should not count to Reaper accommodation count. Agree? Or disagree?
1: I mean, I almost want to figure out if it is just Reapers. Like, are you for sure knowing that it is just Reapers? That is a fair
0: statement. I'm just going off of the patch notes. Because it could
1: just be a typo. Could
0: be. I haven't scienced it out. If it did, then okay. this goes to the number one good things. Over sword. Sorry. It beats yeah. sword.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay,
0: it doesn't beat sword. It might be number two. It it's like one sword. and a half. It's right between and inventory and sword. Fixed
1: a long time ago. Yeah. Sword was just toxic AF. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is oh they got rid of it. But yay, they got rid of it. This is, thank fucking god. They <laughs> <fixed the sword. laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Like,
1: somebody yeah. who gets into PvP combat often, like, yep. that it was the most frustrating Felt so
0: thing bad. Felt so bad. Ever.
1: Felt like, so I couldn't bad. figure it out. And that was, that's what it bothered Yeah, it was
0: because I you didn't have a counterattack. You were just, there, you were a there was,
1: freaking... There was no way to even try and counterattack butter. it. Because, like, you would just get sword locked and then you wouldn't have, like, you couldn't do anything about it. Right.
0: You were butter and they just had a hot knife and they were just... Psh- melting you
1: right through you
0: number four number four hit reg we said it last week it's back this week it's better but not fixed now they made mentions of different things that they've adjusted and i've noticed some improvements but i'm going to tell you why it's not fixed yesterday i jumped in the water i was swimming and i saw an enemy and i shot him with my sniper rifle the bullet pierced his heart and i saw the hit markers i was excited i'm telling you a story you like my dramatic story voice Mm -hmm. i reloaded that same sniper rifle he was wiggling he was waggling he was loading his gun because he missed the first time i shot and he died i didn't get a hit marker and the bullet flew about 10 feet to his right
1: was he, was he, here's, here's my statement. Was he wiggling, like, a lot?
0: No. He was doing the classic okay. just swim left, swim right. Okay. It, it wasn't a DPI switch. It definitely wasn't a ping or a lag issue. Literally, yeah. my bolt flew, my, my gun shot 10 miles to his right, didn't get a hit marker, and he died. There was no shark, and my crew was dead. I was the only one that hit him.
1: Did, question. Yeah. Here's my other question.
0: Mm-hmm. Did
1: you actively, like, whenever you shot and fired, did you aim to where he used to be? Like, are you sure your bullet went in that direction and it just didn't, like, the visual bullet? didn't go like 10 to the right so because it might have just been a visual glitch well
0: but again with the visual glitch and i talked about this last week it still feels bad right if well it felt good for me because i killed him but it feels bad because yeah i was i was anticipating his wiggle and his waggle and i shot where he i assumed was going to wiggle back to and he didn't and the bullets went e- like I could. You can see the bullet traveling, and the bullet went easy ten feet to his right. I didn't get a hit marker, and he died, and I got the audio sound of him dying. So th- that's what I'm saying. Like maybe, maybe it was a visual glitch, and I did hit him right because it was close. Like as far as where my cursor or my my scope was versus him, but the visual is a feel bad moment because I'm assuming on his side. Um, based on how salty he was. I assume on his side, he didn't see the bullet come at him either. And it went off to the side, and he died. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's more of a hit reg feels bad, right? That That's what I'm talking about. Specifically when in the patch notes they said one of the things they focused on in this patch was hit reg in the water and on ladders. So that's why I, I said it feels bad. And it, it, it's better, right? I've noticed the flintlock feels a little bit better, the blunderbuss still feels awful, especially one Blundie's feel awful. I still can't hit them even at point blank range, um, yeah. but I, I can feel I over don't these past two. either. Like that's
1: yeah. another thing that bothers me, yeah. but I'm not as concerned about that as I am with the sword. Right,
0: right, um, and that's another piece is the sword length that we talked about last time what was like a sword plus another half sword that has not been reduced. The sword still has a ridiculous length.
1: See, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing.
0: It's not necessarily a bad thing in PvE, it's a bad thing in PvP, though. Uh, I shouldn't be getting hit by someone who's a freaking half-sword length away from me. It's a melee weapon.
1: I mean, I get that, but at the same time, like...
0: I want you, after we get done recording...
1: If you can get one shot with a blunderbuss by being super up close to someone you need to have something that counteracts the blunderbuss
0: yeah don't get one shot by a blunderbuss point blank have some like looking around how
1: are you how are you supposed to use a sword and combat somebody with a sword that has a blunderbuss and a pistol
0: that i mean yeah so like you've got mobility with the sword
1: not, not as much as you think. Not with Look. how well some people can aim. Look. So no, this is one of the ways that they're counteract- counteracting the blunderbuss. It's like a whole balance of weights and systems. Like true. the blunderbuss counteracts double gunners. Like
0: true, but but my thing and with that sometimes is
1: sometimes counteracts sword. But if you have. My- the sword then like my my thing with my
0: thing with that is though is currently the chances of you getting a one blundy is so low even at point blank range that the sword just feels bad because i'm not able to get that one blundy but they're able to just crush me and that's why that feels bad i I
1: think that there's a specific way on how to get a one blundy and i need to figure out like how yeah clearly because like there's people who get them like
0: Ninety percent of the time, I know. Yes, I know,
1: and that is not okay.
0: But, 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 Wolfie, after this podcast, I want you to go to your kitchen. I want you to pick up a knife, and I want you to get your your significant other and have them stand in front of you like five feet and pretend they're attacker and swing your knife. Right, you're not hitting them. So why is the sword hitting me? <laughs> sword's not hitting me don't actually do that don't threaten your your significant other it's magic it's a magic sword so yeah hit reg has definitely gotten better we have ghosts
1: we have living skeletons why the heck can't there be like some sort of like no voodoo to
0: the sword no (laughs) i don't i don't want voodoo to my sword give me my double gun give me my double gun
1: okay
0: Uh, but hit reg's getting better um but it's still not there yet so yeah it's it's still on there number three and this is one that kind of i i was actually caught off guard i was not aware of this and i i read it number three view game card option has been removed from steam okay so previously this game was only on the microsoft store and the xbox and you could view game card options on players and report them messaging them whatever now that there's a steam uh, now steam's out there they have removed the ability for you to view gamer cards or you know gamer profiles on the Steam version. This, to me, is a really bad move. Um, if they're going for a true integration, they need to have a true integration. And my reason I say this is a really bad move is now reporting players on Xbox for racism, for sexual harassment, for any toxicity that the game does not allow. It's now going to be more difficult because if you can't quickly view that gamer card and submit that report, it's going to be much more challenging. And especially when we're talking about Steam players having sixty to 70,000 players playing at once, that's a lot of players unable to report um, players who are on Xbox and who are on uh, Microsoft. So I really don't like this change. Yeah, no, the, the
1: reporting system needed to stay. There's... Yep.
0: And maybe there was a there's bug no or maybe there's an issue with the integration where this needed to be removed, but I hope this isn't gone forever and they they relook at this integration because I need to be able to report people who are toxic and who are breaking the rules as a mm-hmm. Steam player against Xbox and, 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 and Microsoft Store. So I really don't like that.
1: Because that's one thing that actually concerned me when if we were getting Steam players is that i know that xbox community is a lot more pc and a lot more like focused on the overall like community and having like a good feeling about it steam doesn't really care no just i just look at the reviews
0: of games and you can tell steam doesn't care
1: i've had um I used to play CSGO a mm-hmm. lot. Yep. CSGO all the freaking time. Yep. Stop playing it because of how toxic the community was.
0: 100%.
1: 100%. And, like, I don't I don't think that getting rid of the Xbox option is a good idea. Yep. I really don't.
0: Steam is a Steam is a, for, for those out there in, in the early days of Steam it was different. Um, early days of Steam it was totally different. Now Steam is a store. View Steam as a retailer, but with no employees actually standing there and talking to you, right? Steam does not care if you have a poor experience with, um, with a player who's playing a game on their platform. They don't give a shit. All that they care about is that you're buying games on Steam, and that's all they care about, right? If you have a bad experience with a, a seller, like if you had a bad experience buying Sea of Thieves or something, they care about that because that costs their bottom line. They don't they don't care if you've got a racist throwing out slurs or a homophobe throwing out slurs or a sexist, you know, treating women like crap in their game. They don't care because it's not their game. So they don't feel responsible for it. So I hope Rare re-looks at this integration to allow Steam players such as myself <clears throat> to bring up those those gamer cards and report via the appropriate ways, you know. Um, through the Xbox platform and the the Microsoft Store. Number two. Gold hoarder skulls no longer count towards emissary credit. I'm just going to pause there for a minute. I'm going to say it again. Gold hoarder skull no longer counts towards emissary credit. Why? That is a 10k or 8k skull. That is not a requirement to complete the Tall Tale. That is a bonus piece of loot that you get. It should count towards your emissary credit and it should be stealable And count towards my Reaper credit. That is complete and utter garbage. The Gold Hoarder is a mob. He is a boss. There is no other boss loot in there that is not a tall tale turn in. (laughs) That doesn't... You give me my credit for my piece of loot that I have earned. Either by beating him or by stealing it. And I want my multiplier. That is crap. Tavern. What?
1: I love you to death, but I'm going to counteract
0: this. No! That is loot! That is not part of the tall tale!
1: It is part of the tall tale.
0: But, no, you get credit for completing that tall tale without returning that skull. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's loot. It is not a quest. There's also a
1: commendation in that part of the tall tale to turn that piece of loot in.
0: Then don't suck!
1: Here's my statement. There's an easy way to farm that commendation. Yes. Easy way. That is cheesing your emissary ranks. I think them changing it to it being specifically a tall tale thing... That gives you a little bit of extra gold because you get gold for completing Tall Tale's anyways. 5K or 8K. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't think you get the 8K. I think you get the 10K from turning in the skull. I don't think you get the gold for completing Tall Tale 9. So. I think you actively have to turn in that skull to get in your gold for completing Tall Tale Probably.
0: 9. But here, let me, let me propose this.
1: Because I just did it the other day.
0: Instead and of.
1: I don't i got
0: anything from it. instead himself. of giving a ridiculous amount of emissary credit i don't know how much it gave instead of giving a ridiculous amount of emissary credit just give it a little bit give it as much as like a foul bounty skull or or a, a, a villainous skull for order of souls right don't give it credit for gold hoarders don't give it credit for merchant give it for reapers give it for order of souls right those are the two that care about skulls If I steal that shit from you, I damn well better get emissary credit for reapers. I sailed my ass out there to, to God knows where out in the shroud. I had to get my little shroud breaker on. I had to sail through the red trippy lights. I had to get there. I had to sneak in and kill you and steal your skull. I want my credit. I want my credit
1: or you could have just left the person doing the tall tale.
0: No, I let them do the tall tale. I let them get the completion and I took the expensive piece of loot. I didn't stop them from doing the tall tale. I just took their skull.
1: How do you know that they still didn't need the commendation
0: to get that loot? They last can piece? do it again and I'll steal it again. I'm a pirate. I'm not going to let them have a really awesome skull that sells for 10k. Give me that. It's all mine.
1: Yeah, no. That's where I completely
0: disagree with you on that one. Crap! If I can't, if I can't turn, look, the the other option to this was make the gold hoarder skull not sellable for 10k and make it like the Briggsy skull, where it can't be turned in by other players. That's how they could have fixed it. What's that? I
1: thought they made it so that it can't be turned in by other players.
0: No, it can still be turned in. It can still be stolen. It just doesn't give you emissary credit. As far as I read, yeah, it can still be stolen. It's still worth the 10k or whatever it's worth. They they just took the it emissary credit. Level away from. Up your your flag. It doesn't level up your. Credit. Yeah, it actually says emissary balancing. The gold hoarder's skull will no longer award reapers bones or order of soul reputation or contribute towards those companies' respective emissary ledgers. They just took the emissary piece out of it. It's still stealable. It's still sellable by other players. They just took the emissary credit off of it.
1: Yeah, I don't find that as bad. Then
0: I find it freaking annoying. Just turn it into a tall tale it, item.
1: Multiply either.
0: Yeah, but I'm like, take it, turn it into a tall tale item, and make it so no one, so there's no incentive of stealing it, and there's no incentive, like just take away the incentive, just just yep. punch me in the balls and take away all the incentive. But since no, you
1: I, I think I think that it should just be a tall tale item. I don't think that it should be
0: I like saleable. I like the rarity of stealing those though. I've stole two in my in my 4 months of playing, I've stolen two of those. And it's not easy to steal. Now, if you want to be a moron and run the reaper flag while you're over there in the the shores of gold and tell everyone, "Hey guys, I'm over here getting a 10k skull, please steal it from me." Then you're an idiot. Right. And I'll come steal it from you. But if you're a normal tall tailor and you're just over there unmarked, no one's going to know you're over there. In fact, the time the, the 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 first time I stole this stole the skull, I was actually um, trolling some people that just did four to the damned and was really salty because I stole their key. And I ran to the shores of gold to troll the shit out of them. And as I'm going into the Red Sea in the Shroud, I see a sloop coming back. And I went and dumpstered them in the Red Sea and took the skull then. Okay, so call me a bad guy. I did it. They got their tall tale completion, whatever. They can go back and do it again. But that was complete luck. Like for me, the Gold Hoarder skull was like the rarest steal in the game. And it was like prized. And I wanted the emissary credit. Like if you're removing the emissary ledger stuff from it and you're taking that rare steel effect off of it, like there's no bonus for me to go after it. Just take everything away from it and make it a tall item like Briggsy Skull. Just punch me in the balls and take that wonderful glory away from me. Just do it. See,
1: I think I think that they should just just take it away because I mean, like my greatest steal ever was the box of Wanderer's secrets. That's a good steal. It was it was amazing. Like. We sunk the ship, and I was like, what is this? (laughs) And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, it's a black box with red lighters on it. They were like, no. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, it's the box of wondrous Secrets. I never looked it up. I didn't know what it looked like. (laughs) And here we sunk a ship that I was like, let's go sink them. And, like, we got this deal. And... Oh, it was mm. such a great day. That's
0: probably the rarest steal in the game. I'll agree with you. But
1: Yeah, no. It was a great it was a great uh, day. I was streaming too. So like everybody saw
0: it. Now like I don't even give a shit about trying to steal the gold horse skull anymore. Like th- this yeah, it's 10k. Whoop de doo. I want the freaking Reaper flag bones emissary on there. The Order of Souls emissary. I want to steal that and I want to sell it in front of you. That's me. That's pirating. Man. <sighs> This, this this one upset me. But it's not number one. You want to know what number one is? Yeah. You already know what number one is because you read the notes. But number sure. one. <laughs> the change to the Quest radial keybinds. I want to tell you about my biggest pet peeve in the game. You changing shit without telling me yes you release patch notes you know how many players actually read the patch notes not many and logging in and getting a voyage and hitting freaking e does not pull up my shit anymore now i have to hit q and hit space bar to pull up the stuff so it's two buttons instead of one you've made it less efficient for me Now, I'm going to try to calm down because I figured out that you can just go back in the things and re-keybind it to E. Don't touch my keybinds without telling me! That's why it's number one, because it has my face all red and I'm yelling. How did you feel about the keybind change, Wolfie? Very
1: similar, however... My eyes are wide because you keep screaming. And I've never seen you this passionate about stuff.
0: Oh, I... These two changes, when I read them on these patch notes, like, I wanted to chuck my monitor across the room.
1: Yeah, no, I fucking hated it. It was... (sighs) I am glad that I went into sail with you earlier yesterday. Because if I fucking would have went into goddamn, uh... Whatchamacallit, arena, I would have been pee.
0: It's ridiculous. Then, like,
1: I really don't use it in Arena, so maybe not. Right. but I mean, like, it's, it's not a
0: There is nothing, unless you read the patch notes, there is nothing, not in the trailer, not in their, the release video, nothing that told players that this was changing. And I saw it so many times watching streams the day of, of players getting in there, throwing down their voyages, and hitting E and saying, why the hell is my pirate communication talk coming up? Where I need are my help. quests? I,
1: I need help. I need Repair help. Repair
0: the ship. Repair the ship. <laughs> I need help. I look out. It was it was a as a player, it was a very frustrating experience. Now for me, I saw it on insiders ahead of time. So I knew it was coming. Right? And you sailed with me and I told you about it because I had already played a little bit. But changing a feature, a, a heavily used feature like Pirate Talk and Quest and changing those keybinds on the fly and the only way you know about it is to try it out, get frustrated, read the patch notes or go into your keybinds is absolutely ridiculous. That was a very, very poor choice and caused a very, very frustrated and poor player experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially with all these new Steam players that are just learning how to do stuff and you change their keybinds on them? Yep. Like like who the fuck
0: does that? Well think about it this way. Think about these new Steam players. They've been playing for what a month? What do you learn in the maiden voyage? You hit the E button to pull up your maps. Now all of a sudden think about the Yeah the Maiden Maiden Voyage Voyage tutorial. E button to pull up the maps. All
1: these they change that?
0: Yeah, the E button is now changed, unless you no, change no, it back. No,
1: like in the Maiden Voyage, that no. they actually go in and change the prompts and haven't
0: stuff. Haven't checked, haven't checked. It would be a thing to check, obviously. I would hope so. But all these new Steam players, 60,000, 70,000 of them a day, they log in, they do the Maiden Voyage, get whatever small tutorial that this game has to offer, which, quite frankly, I kind of enjoy trial by fire. But they learn, pull up your map, pull up your quest with the E button. Now, all of a sudden, they log into the game that they're just starting out in and getting into, and they hit the E button and they go, I look out, repair the ship. Well, where's my quests? I just did the tutorial, no matter how short and crappy it is. I just did it and it told me to hit E to bring up maps and quests and now it's gone. Where is it? That's a very frustrating experience, especially for the new players. Now I'm going to have to redo the main voyage for the sixth time to see if they fixed it in there. Yep. Good. God. Sorry, those those two I like when I typed it in the notes, you see the capital letters in the notes like Y X Y. Dude, those two got me going. Those two right there. Like I should be getting that frustrated with the stupid hit reg? No. You took my gold hoarder steel emissary away and you change my key bindings without telling me you got me raging mm.
1: that second one though like makes me giggle <laughs>
0: you know? no it's my steal i want my emissary credit and my multiplier off of it yes it's mine uh... i stole it i put the shroud breaker on i came chasing you i hid my boat i tucked on the rock outside the waterfall when you came out i dove down on you one blundered you grabbed your skull and i left Give me my credit. You got your credit for completing the tall tale. Give me my credit for stealing and being good at it. Anything else you want to state for the bad things? I I mean, I think I stated my case.
1: One more thing.
0: One more thing. Okay.
1: But I don't know where it would rank at, but at this point, RNG, RNG needs to be fixed. Agreed. Like. Agreed. Like. I have literally, like, I have another stream up right now while we're doing this, and mm. I just watched somebody respawn. So, we were fighting a skelly ship, yep. dot, dot, dot. A meg spawned on
0: yep. us, yep. dot, dot, dot. Yep.
1: Then we tried to escape, Yep. dot, dot, dot,
0: Yep.
1: right into black water. Yep. Like, like, this is a new player. Yep. This is a new freaking player. Yep, get wrecked. Like how are get they rare-ed. supposed to escape like i don't even right. want to try and attempt to escape that that's
0: a that's a mess that is a mess like yeah.
1: it it needs to get fixed yeah. and i don't know if the devs are not aware of this but either rng yeah. targets one specific ship and that's why all three things are spawning on them yeah. but yeah. like
0: there needs it's to ridiculous. be a check there needs to be a check in the software that says do okay, you have a pve encounter on you yes or no if yes do not spawn another p PVE encounter right mm-hmm. so so if I'm skelly shipped box is checked yes Meg cannot spawn kraken cannot spawn if I'm Krakened check box yes Skelly ship cannot spawn Meg cannot spawn um now as veteran players you and I we don't want to see those three things spawn on us at once but we could handle it Right. We could easily handle that. It would be challenging, but we could handle it. We're talking new players, players who are not efficient on using their boat, who maybe have issues with aiming cannons, have issues, you know, with those fundamentals we talked about. That would be a very frustrating player experience if you have Skelly Ship, Meg, and Kraken on you, or even two of the three. Right? Mm-hmm. Especially let's let's take a Skelly ship into account, right? They have cursed cannonballs. Could you imagine if the Skelly ship attacking you while in a Kraken and a Meg had a peace ball, a weary ball, a broken leg ball? ball, Well, anchor ball, you know, you're going to probably anchor to kill the Meg, but you don't want to anchor for the Kraken, whatever the case may be. Anchor ball, whatever, you know. But imagine if you had a peace ball where every, like, five seconds your cannons are just going up in the air. You can't fight the Meg. You can't fight the Kraken effectively. You can't fight the Skelly ship effectively or a weary ball where you keep falling asleep, you can't bail your water, you can't repair your boat, you can't eat. It that it's that needs looked at. That needs looked at. They they need to be able to tell if a ship has a PvE encounter on them and if yes, do not spawn another PvE encounter on them. Yep. 100%. 100%. Cuz some it was
1: something that I just
0: no, it's it's existed develop. since the pa- it's it's existed since not this patch but the May update. Yep.
1: No, it existed before that. Mm. It, I didn't notice it before that. The, it's it's been since the new Tall Tales stuff mm. started coming out. Mm-hmm. So
0: Imagine if you were in the roar by a erupting volcano and you got Skelly Ship and Krakened.
1: And volcanoed.
0: And volcanoed. You know what my response would be at that point? Alt F4. Alt F4. <laughs> I don't fun. care what loot I have on there. Alt F4.
1: Not today. Not playing. Just need to, need to go play something else. Animal Crossing.
0: I need to go play with Legos. <laughs> I want to pose a, um, a theory as we're getting ready to wrap this up. I want to pose a theory that I heard last night. <clears throat>
1: Ooh.
0: I heard this last night on a stream. Um, the idea of incentivizing players on servers to go after events. Forts, fleets, more so flame hearts. Flame heart is obviously the newest event.
1: I think flame hearts are already incentive- incentives.
0: They are, but players are still avoiding them. So let Bang. me let me pose this theory to you. Let me pose this theory to you. There's a one hour countdown. On the event that's up. Fort Fleet or Flameheart. If the event is not engaged. And completed. Within one hour. Of the event popping. The Sea of Thieves. Is conquered by the undead. You lose your ship. And you lose all your loot. And you are respawned. On a new server.
1: No.
0: This was just a theory that was that was brought up um as as a way to push people to do the events which would then incite conflict or alliance. It would push people towards those those event items. thoughts. No. I don't have any thoughts on it. I, I honestly don't.
1: I think maybe giving a reward like, okay, after you finish all your Skelly ships. Because that's mm-hmm. like, a, it's already an accommodation. True. To give us something.
0: But some people don't care about Uh,
1: Some people care about cosmetics.
0: True. True.
1: Put a cosmetic to it.
0: True. Put so, a
1: cosmetic for forts. So Put what a if, Cosmetics for defeating so many fleets.
0: What if they did this? Think about this. I, I I like the idea of a time sensitive thing on it. Okay. What if they did this? Defeating a Fort Fleet or Flame Heart. I love how it's three F's. Fort Fleet or Fleet or Flame Heart. Have accommodation for cosmetics that the Fort Fleet or Flameheart you defeated within one hour of it spawning. And you have to do so many of them for a sweet, awesome cosmetic. Because 30 minutes, I think, is too too quick. Because sometimes if you're on a galleon crew and you're all the way across the map, it's going to take you a while to get to it, especially against the wind. Yeah. But if you have an hour, there should be no event in the Sea of Thieves that you can't get to and beat within one hour.
1: See, my issue is is the fact that, like, if you make this a requirement, it's going to turn into
0: an arena event. Well, it's not a requirement, right? Okay, so their, well, as their theory... Stated, the entire right, right, server right, right, takes right. over the entire right, right. Like, Their, their no. theory was like an arena event. I agree. I'm saying my time-limited thing would not be a required thing. You don't have to go do it. You just get incentivized if you do do it. You don't get penalized if you don't. You just get incentivized if you do. Yes and the idea is i think that that would be fine you know if you need 10 or you need 50 fleets or 50 forts or 50 flame hearts within an hour i don't know what the number would be you get this cool cosmetic like players are going to be more incentivized to go over there right but now they're going to have to either alliance which helps with your flame heart stuff or fight and kill and reap right so it's going to to push that conflict of good versus evil reap versus alliance into the fold more if we could get more people to go to these events just a thought just a thought process no No, i i I don't think the server wipe i don't think the server wipe idea is a good one it was just that was the theory that this person presented and i thought i would ask about it um just because i think there needs to be some sort of incentivization to push, how many times are you on a server and you see fort after fort after fleet after fort spawn and no one ever does them? These are supposed oh, well. to be fun events. those are supposed to be cool events. Yeah, but at the same
1: people. time, not everybody wants to hop on and go ham on a fort or a fleet. True. True. So, it at that point it takes away what the player wants to do that day and if you get a server where everybody wants to do gold hoarder like congrats everybody's doing gold hoarder but at the same time it's like if i am being forced to do this Mm -hmm. the game would become um, unfun
0: fair what do you think about this i would
1: would not enjoy
0: doing it instead of accommodation that we just talked about what if they did this they're doing all these weekly event things right these gold rush Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff which is completely optional completely optional what if they started to do things like complete a fort within an hour of it spawning and you get gold or you get doubloons or you get a cosmetic what if they added well, that in there you have
1: to, then you have to make sure that like their time is right and it might be too difficult on the server to be able to track all could
0: everybody, be everybody doing could that. be but that would be another way to do it right maybe mm-hmm. not accommodation but one of their weekly events right Like, they know, based on the time, they've got logging in their thing when the fort spawns. And they know when it was beaten, and they know by who. That's obviously already logged in their thing. So they could easily track when it spawned, when it was defeated, who defeated it, and if that crew defeated it within that hour, boom. Like, I think that stuff's already there. They would just have to code the reward in there. Anyways, just a thought process. Just want to throw that out there as a fun little talky-talk at the end here. Yeah enjoyed it all right wolfie as always it's been a pleasure tell the folks out there where they can see you next if they would like to tune into your content
1: um sadly we're not i'm not doing anything until june 27th yes one week from today june 27th is whenever i will be live again for sure playing in the nao you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash W Wolfie.
0: And you can and find W-O-L-F-Y. me at twitch.tv slash DavramTV, youtube.com slash DavramTV. And this podcast will be available both on the YouTube channel as well as Apple podcast and Spotify. Please make sure you hit those like buttons, drop us some comments on what you would like to hear us talk about. Um, this will be our last talk about patch notes for a little while we are, are well into this patch now a couple days we've got a month before the next patch notes so get prepared for the next couple episodes they release on monday at noon eastern standard time on all those platforms um so make sure you subscribe to them so they automatically download to your phone get something nice to listen to on the way to work but we're going to start diving into some lore discussions and state-of-the-game discussions in the upcoming weeks before we get to the July patch. But guys, thank you very much, Wolfie. Thank you again for being here this week. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and each other. And we will see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.